good morning, everybody. Welcome to Change in Life, episode number two. Um, we did our first one on Friday as a test, and uh, I thought I would do another one today. So today is Monday, April the 6th, 2020, and uh, this is Change in Life. I'm going to bring on two of my very good friends and colleagues. The idea of this show is to bring on new people that haven't met each other or haven't connected with each other or had the opportunity to, to connect or meet each other. Today is about talking about what are we doing, what's going on in our lives, where are we going, what are we going to take away from this, and uh, all the good stuff about what's going on in our lives. That's really what this show is all about. So let me introduce you to Stuart Sachs. He is a good friend of mine and a show host here at the KBGI Radio Studios, um, KBGI Media. Been with me for a couple of years, a Vietnam veteran. Um, great DJ, music DJ that he does on Mondays called um, Music Monday. It's not going on right now because I'm in Michigan and he is in Frisco, Texas, and we're in this pandemic. So because of that, uh, we're kind of locked down from what we can do uh, virtually and or remotely. So there you go. My next colleague and friend of mine is Lyndon Wilson, and Lyndon has been with me for less than a year with KVGI, and he has a show called The Difference Podcast, And uh, but he's not a, a newbie to that. He's been doing it for a couple of years, and he came to KVGI and wanted to kind of uh, get himself out there just a little bit more and bring on some different people, and his show's all about being a difference in your community, your life, your business, everything, anything around you. So guys, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for I'm having me. To be with you. So, Stuart, we're going to start with you. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? What, uh, you know, what do you like to do? You know, just tell us about you and Stuart and, and what is it that you like to do uh, in the media and in the community and uh, who you are, really, if you even know. <laughs> I'm, I'm still searching for, for the answers. <laughs> But no, I, I grew up in the Midwest and uh, studied broadcasting in college, but uh, went into the retail business with my wife and family. Uh, did that for 40 years uh, before finally retiring and moving to uh, Texas, uh, actually uh, to follow my son and uh, daughter-in-law and, and only grandchild uh, who moved here about a year before my wife and I did. Uh, being retired, when I got to Frisco, it was a matter of, well, what do you do? And having studied broadcasting in college, I thought, you know, it might be nice to reach out and see if I could do some writing of commercials and recording and doing voiceovers and maybe doing something with what I had studied and then just play around and do some other things that would be fun. Uh, so I did. I worked three seasons with the Frisco Rough Riders um, uh, uh, as game day, uh, usher and enjoyed that a lot, except for the heat in July and August. Uh, but one day I walked into the KBGI studios and, uh, mentioned to Mark that, uh, I had a little free time being retired and would love to just do some voiceover work and maybe write some commercial copy. And he said, how would you like to have a radio show? And uh, having waited 50 years for anyone to offer me that opportunity, wasn't I didn't have to think about it at all. And uh, I realized that come, in, come this summer, it'll be five years that I've been doing my, my initial show called Someone You Should Know. Um, and it'll be about, I think, three, almost four years for the second show, Something to Talk About. And then Mark and I put together the Music Monday break where we feature music in a 
variety of different ways. Uh, and we play music and we discuss music and musicians and uh, what music has meant to all of us, you know, through through our lives. Uh, so it's a it's a great opportunity to reach people in a variety of different ways. And someone you should know is the real love of my life because it, it allows me to meet people with interesting backgrounds, uh, backstories, upbringing, uh, and share it with the audience. So that's that's really what I'm all about. I'm uh, retired. I have two children, both grown. One here in Texas, the other is in in Chicago, uh, and everybody is working from home now because we're all we're all sequestered, and we're dealing we're dealing with it. We're dealing with it. I hear that. Well, Stuart, thank you for that. And I'll tell you, part of the reason why I'm doing this show is because you've been mentoring me for the last couple of years. And part of what you do on Someone You Should Know, this is part of the premise of this show. Um, when I came up with the idea, it was really kind of on a limb last week. I was like, yeah, I want to do something good. I see a lot of people doing Zoom out there. I see a lot of people video conferencing and trying to do the the public thing. And I wanted to do more of, you know, where can I take my business? Where can I take my personality? Um, I, you know, it's been like you, you had 50 years. Well, I've only had seven or eight years where I haven't really been in the limelight. I've been kind of behind the scenes doing the engineering and the sound and the audio and things like that. And I kind of just wanted to, you know, get back out there and just be me and do what I do best. And so part of that is coming from you, but I'll tell you going back to meeting you the first time, um, I wasn't there at the studio. You, I had heard that you had walked in and a friend of mine had said, uh, this, this gentleman came in and I, he goes, I don't know what he's wanting or what he's trying to do, but he wanted to talk to you about, you know, being on the radio or being a part of the radio. And, uh, I was like, okay, great. And I, no contact, no way of calling you nothing. Um, right. and then a couple of days later you show up and it was, um, it was a match right there. It, it, I knew having the communication with you, sitting down and talking for a few minutes. Uh, I had already said yes in my mind, right when you said what you need to do and what you were trying to do. Um, what I didn't know and what I didn't expect was how good your show and how good you were going to be on the microphone and in front of people. Uh, you started to bring people in the community together that didn't have the opportunity to meet each other. You go outside the box a lot to be able to connect with people. So from me to you, I just want to say, I appreciate all the years that you've been and, and what you've done and, and not for me and not for the business, but what it's done for you, because you waited a long time for this and you fell in love with something that uh, you kind of knew was there, but you didn't really know until you got involved. And now that you're involved, uh, you, you couldn't see it any other way. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. You know, and we live in a very, very diverse community and it's given me the opportunity to bring people from so many different aspects of our lives. Uh, I've had politicians, I've had teachers, I've had artists, uh, you know, uh, authors, uh, a variety of people with a variety of different backgrounds. And that's what makes the stories interesting. But uh, whatever, whatever it is, if it's a politician, I want to know how that politician got to where they were and, and how, you know, did they grow up thinking that ultimately I'd like to be in politics? And in most cases, the answer is no. It was, it was somebody coming from a different background, different uh, uh, upraising, a different career that, that fell into it. Uh, so it, that's what, that's what makes the show interesting. And I have to, I have to admit 
it's not a new idea. I, I took the idea from, from a broadcaster in Chicago who used to get the last two minutes on the evening broadcast, and he used to feature somebody from one of the neighborhoods in Chicago, and it was someone you should know. And it might have been a garbage collector. It could have been a, a mail It was somebody, but it was just a little little one- to two-minute snippet that he would do. And in the back of my head, I said, you know, if I ever have that opportunity, I'd like to make that into a into a show. And there you go. Wish for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Lyndon, let's get with you. So, Lyndon walked into my office um, a while back. I think if I if my memory serves me correct, you came on another show, um, right? Yeah, and got connected to me, and then um, we kind of just had some dialogue back and forth for a little bit. Wasn't for sure him and his son had been doing a podcast for a while, but it really hadn't gone to the video side or anything like that. And just kind of wanted to maybe take it up a notch. Um, but, um, there was a little bit of reservation there just because he hadn't done it full time and, uh, and had to get the idea. And I think if I'm memory serves me correct, you still wanted to do the same thing you've been doing, but you just kind of wanted to change it up a little bit. And that's where the difference came in. Right. Right. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur since I was, um, 25 years old and it's just it's one of the greatest challenges I mean that that I think for me personally um, just the the struggle for self-improvement the struggle for professional development and I have watched over over the years back in 2008 when the mortgage uh, and, and real estate market crashed um, I was really observant of the people that survived and and I wouldn't say thrive, but they did well um, versus the people that, that kind of struggled. And and I was always in trying to figure out what made the difference. Um, why, why can some people survive and some people struggle so much? And so when I got ready to do the show, that's what I wanted to call it was the difference. Um, I've been a football coach for I was football coach for 14 years, retired from that over 10 years ago and started doing some business coaching. And I just realized that the people that really have a solid foundation are the ones that are always looking to improve themselves personally and professionally. And not only does it help them in their career, but it also carries on and carries over to the people that they're serving. Um, they have a better product. They have a better service. And so I really wanted to highlight those people so that they could be um, kind of an extended mentor, if you will, to other people, um, one of the things that I think that people don't realize is sometimes as an entrepreneur, you, you can become isolated. You're in your own little bubble. Um, you're, you're doing your best to, to make ends meet every week. You're going through challenges, much not much like we're having right now. This is kind of unique, but there's always challenges. And sometimes you feel like you're all alone and maybe your problems are unique to you. And when in reality, they're not. Everybody's kind of dealing with some of the same things. We just don't talk about that a lot especially with social media where you see the highlight um, reel of everybody. You don't see the struggles behind the scenes. And so I wanted to be able to bring people on the show called The Difference to let them know, the people watching, that you're not alone, um, that some of the challenges you're facing, other people have faced too, and here is how they got over those or through those challenges and what made the difference. And so kind of like what Stuart was saying before when he talked to people that uh, – are, are doing things that they may not have set out in, in their mind to be doing when they were younger. If you'd have told me 10 months ago, I'd be doing a, a, a radio show 
I would have told you you're crazy because I have no training in this. And probably a lot of people watching can tell that. But it's a passion of mine. And I think we're we're able to highlight a lot of good people and, and serve a lot of people that are looking for answers. And I appreciate that. And I believe you're 100 percent on board with that idea. And, I, and your show has been very good. You um, you've taken on what KVGI has been doing all along, which was connecting people. Um, we've always talked about the good things of things that happen in their businesses and uh, how to advertise a little bit differently, thinking outside the box. We've always done that. Um, but um, so, you know, the thing is that you, you made a uh, you made a comment about maybe you're not so good at this or you didn't know what you're doing when you got inside of this. The thing is, anybody can do this. You can actually do anything you want in your life. It's not, and there's no matter what the subject is, what the opportunity, the action is. You can do anything you want to do if you just focus for a second, set your mind to what you're going to do, and actually dive in. The problem with a lot of people is they got a lot of fear. Fear, and, and, and you're going to have that as an entrepreneur. You're going to have that as a, mm -hmm. a person that's working for a company. It's all the same. It's no different than the three of us are three men. We're all human beings. We're all born on the same planet and we're all born the same way. So there's nothing that changes us other than our appearance and what our beliefs are, what our feelings are, where our hearts are, where our goals and our minds are set. But we're human, we're men, and that's never going to change. Business entrepreneurial is never going to change either. It's always been the same. It's always going to be the same. No matter what business, what action, what version, where it takes, where it goes, entrepreneurship is starting a business. It's being on your own without being under the corporate experience. And that's never going to change. But you can change where you go. That's the mindset that a lot of entrepreneurs don't know how to get there. So starting right. a radio show, starting a video show, it's the same thing. You're, it's it's like stepping into a new entrepreneur, entrepreneurial seat and you've got mm -hmm. to be able to find a way to dive in and get through all the sharks and get through all the, the plants and everything else that you have to dive into uh, in order to make it. And um, and those that make it do a really good job at it. And the ones that don't, um, that's okay. Because one thing I've always learned is failure is a great uh, advantage for you to deliver your next invention. Right. Ways you can phrase that, but I always think about an invention is my next idea. It doesn't matter whether it's a tangible product or if it's just something I'm delivering a message. But if I fail at it, that's okay. Wash it away. Use the experience. Learn from it. Pick yourself up. Don't be depressed too long. You can be depressed for a minute. That's it. <laughs> and then, because that doesn't get you anywhere. All it does is put more depression and more fear in the back of your mind. But pick your feet Sometime up. You know, sometimes failure is the key to success. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great way to say it. If you, if you fail and you learn from the failure, then you'll be successful. Right. And, and what, what London said earlier, too, is it's not so much, you know, what, what we have enjoyed by doing our radio broadcasts is it's not so much the person as it is the message. We, we have a passion, a message that we're trying to get through. And we can either do it one-on-one -on -one with people or we can use a platform like this in order to reach a maximum number of people. And then you, you, you give your message and let people form their own opinion. They either like the message and continue to follow your show or they say, you know, this guy's uh, out in left field and I'm not going to waste my time. And that's that's okay too because that's what television is all about these days too. Is, you know, 
you like the show, fine. You watch you watch the series. If you don't like it, you don't follow it. <laughs> so, so you know, our, mes our messages are just to reach the people that say, I enjoy listening to this person, and he's offering me something that I didn't know, and I can learn from it. Well, I appreciate exactly. that. Because that's exactly it. So well, the other thing I think. Go ahead, Lyndon. The other thing that, you know, Mark, you were talking about, I, when you're talking about being an entrepreneur, one of the things we talk about on the show that is the difference is learning to go from an employee mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset. And it's quite different. One is, is you've got to learn to be okay with being uncomfortable. And let me tell you, when I, the first time I sat down in that seat in Mark's studio, there was a, a an immense amount of, of uncomfortability that I was going through. Um, just so many things coming at me at, at once that I'd never experienced before. But because of my history of being an entrepreneur, I was able to kind of understand what, I mean, it was just another challenge. It was another challenge that I had to go through to get where I wanted to be. And like Stuart said, um, I was so committed to the message I wanted to deliver that I was willing to go through um, the growing pains of learning about uh, broadcast radio and, and, and things like that. So I encourage everybody, especially now in this, in this unique time that we have, um, it's, it's uncomfortable for all of us. And we're all having to learn something new and a new way of doing things. But that's just going to make us all better once we figure it out. Yeah, we're all adapting to our new surroundings. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of that, the reason that this um, I really didn't really come up with a name on this show we called Change in Life. It was really just when I thought about it, I had to think about what is everybody doing at home? What um, you know, I started reading all the memes out there. I started reading all the homeschooling and I started looking at what people are posting. And I started to realize that a lot of people are adapting to changes in their family, changes in their life. Um, and my question is going to come up to you guys. And I asked this Friday um, to the other panelists that I had on the show. So I'll start with you, Lyndon. So my question to you is you've had a couple of weeks, two to three weeks, um, being sequestered at home, being on this quarantine. And you've had to adapt what you do on a daily basis. You've had to adapt what you share and where you are with your family on a daily basis. Um, and you've had to virtually figure out a way to continue to make your business work um, or not work. But my question is going to be is what have you taken from from the adaption of where you were, where you are now? And what have you implemented that you're going to take out from this moving forward? Oh, well, one thing is in. It's just the, the, the process of always, and, and that's kind of what my show's about, but it's just a process of, of always looking forward, trying to um, anticipate certain things before they happen. Uh, in 2008, when I was in the real estate business, behind me, you can see a sign that says ADAPT. I have a coaching program called the ADAPT program. Um, what I noticed coming out of 2008 was that the people that had the deepest relationships, the truest and purest relationships were the ones that were able to survive. And since 2008, I've been teaching and preaching that um, in, in a lot of my coaching sessions. And so now what I'm trying to do with the people that I'm working with is really emphasize that although, again, we're, we feel isolated, 
it's still a great time. Unfortunately, we have things like um, what we're doing now, the the different um, formats that we can go live and live stream. We still have a way to deepen and and grow our relationships, and our relationships are going to what be what helps us recover the fastest from whatever we're going through right now. So that's what I'm working on, Mark, is just the continued relationships, not not succumbing to what feels like a, a really isolated point um, in our lives and in our businesses, but trying to continue those relationships and help those people um, not feel as isolated as well. Kind of like what you're doing with this show, bringing people online so that they can stay connected. Um, there's never been a time in history where we've had this type of technology that, I mean, right. can imagine this had been 30 years ago. It wouldn't imagine have been what would happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but not have been the only, the only place you would have been able to inter, re, interact with probably would be just your neighbors. You just go from from door to door to see if your neighbors were OK. But this allows us to reach out to families, um, you know, via, via the social media to say, hey, are you OK? Do you need anything? And and I did that with my daughter because uh, I told her, you know, if, if you need something, I'll make a call and I'll have something delivered to your to your to your apartment. Uh, but we, we have that ability and we're learning, we're learning things that we probably were told about by our parents or our grandparents when they went through the depression or after world war two, and you had to, you had to hunker down, you had to be adaptable to, to a, a new lifestyle. Uh, and now we're going, now we're going through it again, but the younger generation is going through it for the first time and the yeah. choice you either crawl into your house and you say, my God, this is killing me. And I don't know what I'm going to do for the next six weeks. Or you find a way to not reinvent yourself, but adapt yourself to the new surroundings. Amen to that. So speaking of that, I'm reading a Facebook message. Um, one of our good colleagues and friends, musician Shannon book. He, um, he's learning to adapt online because he's a musician trying to do virtual music and things like that. But um, he made a, a comment. Um, that his, what he is trying to do, and excuse me, I'm trying to read the screen at the same time. He is, what he's trying to do is reach everybody, um, learning that, that you can't connect with everybody. Um, so he's trying to connect with like-minded people, um, that have the same vision, same thoughts. And that's his main goal right now. So, and that's true. Cause that's the thing is, is we have to, you know, I know it's got it back on the Linden screen there, but we adapt is what we're really trying to have to do. We're trying to, we're right. forced to adapt. We've never been in a situation before. Um, and you were Linden, you were talking about communication, right? So we're, if you think about 30 years ago, um, friends of mine were talking about this the other day. It really, there was only two ways that you had communication. They're both the same and that's phone call. Right. But right. 30 years ago, we had pagers. So what'd you do? You page people, 911, 311. You had different codes that meant different things. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you called and you had like 30 seconds. Yeah, what, what's up? I got another phone call coming in. <laughs> so, right. So, you know, Mark, you, Go ahead. Mark, you said something. You said something that, and I wanted to share this because I thought it was incredible. Um, you were talking about the musician and what he's doing. I've got a, a really good friend, I actually coached him in high school, and he's a musician, and he plays at uh, a, a little place out uh, here not far outside of Dallas. And so he's been doing live concerts 
um, Facebook Live. And what he's done is he set up an account so people can tip. The thing is, is they're not tipping him. He's giving all of that to the wait staff at the uh, at the little place that he had been performing before. And so I thought that was just so cool that he can sit there and do a 45-minute concert um, and people can actually tip. And then those tips are going to the people that have been laid off. Um, just, I don't know, it, it just is terrible as the things that are going on. It really is comforting to see the American spirit, I think, and how we try to look out for each other. You know, Lyndon, that goes back to what you said earlier about the word adapt. Uh, I, I listened to a concert yesterday for a singer-songwriter friend of mine back in the Chicago area, and he did the same thing, except he has been involved with a, a um, uh, Feed the Children program uh, in the Chicago area, and he did a 45-minute online concert yesterday and asked people, you know, just enjoy the concert if you want, but if you've got a few bucks to, to help support these, these programs, I urge you to just, after the concert, go online and make a donation. And I don't know if, if uh, both of you saw it last night, but last night was supposed to be the CMA Awards on, on television, and it didn't happen because of, of the pandemic that's going around. So they had a special program where they went into the homes of uh, a lot of the people that were supposed to appear on the CMA Awards, and they had a two-hour concert acoustic concert of right. uh, some of the country country stars and everything. It was their way of saying, listen, rather than just cancel the show and, you know, forget about it until we all are, are back to normal. They said, we got to do something in the meantime. We got to reach out to people. You got to uplift people. And this was the way to do it. And yeah. it, was, it was a great program. It really was. So I've seen two things that have been really positive in the music world. Um, I started watching a couple of different uh, celebrity musicians like uh, Keith Urban. Um, you should go on Facebook and you should look up Facebook watch for him. And one of the first ones he did with Nicole was kind of cool to see a husband and wife in their own studio doing their own thing. And it was acoustic set for about, about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. But I also watched John Bon Jovi uh, do his too. And I've seen people, uh, I don't remember if it was New York or Chicago, but there was a, uh, a community of about 12 uh, neighbors that got together and started singing in the streets and singing in their patio balconies and stuff. And so it kind of inspired him to go one step forward. And he actually created um, an idea of, I'm going to write a song and you, the listener are going to tell me the words to the song and I'm going to incorporate those and make a song out of it. And um, he put it on, I don't remember if it was good morning, Texas or, or the view or something, but he was on one of the shows um on a remote virtual live cast and he was sitting in his garage and uh, studio and um he talked about what he did and how he did it so i really appreciate those we got another facebook message too um and it's uh the comment is you know a couple of things one be true to yourself find time for me time um and this is an, a perfect opportunity that you can find things to do with your family the things around your homestead, you, you got the opportunity to do things you haven't been able to do in a long time because all you've been doing is turning and burning 24 seven. Um, you can turn those into some positive vibes. Yes. It stinks being at home and being bored and being locked up. It's a depression that we're all going through 
the exact same pattern, the exact same way. Financially, some people are going to be better off than others. And that's unfortunate for the ones that aren't, but you're going to make it. You're going to get through this. Um, there's a lot of lenders, a lot of companies that are really looking out for you. They're listening to the government. They're listening to where we're going. And they're realizing that if I don't help you, we're not helping ourselves. Um, and I think that sometimes is the better uh, prospect and a better outcome. If you think about your life in general, everything you do is to do it because you want to share it with somebody else. Because if you're not right. doing it to share it with somebody else, then what are you really doing? Um, because if you can't be a change, then you're just another disciple standing here in the ground, not making any impact. This is a perfect time to make the impact. Um, so Stuart, let's ask you a good question here since we had, a, we had, a, and I appreciate those comments. Um, you, you have to, you're, you're sequestered and locked up. You're used to being out in the community. You're used to going out and doing things. You're used to connecting with people. And you're used to having that dialogue, not the phone call, not the internet, but, you know, the physical shake the hand and go there, right? So what are you doing right now to take away from that? Are you connecting with people? Are you calling them? Or how are you trying to adapt in that change? Yeah, and, and I, I have been, uh, you know, reaching out mostly by telephone, calling people. Uh, within our religious community, we're checking on all of the members of the, the congregation to make sure that they're okay, that they, if they need something, uh, connecting with the neighbors in the neighborhood. Uh, I went to the grocery store the other day, saw one of my neighbors uh, in, in his uh, driveway. And on my way out, I said, listen, I'm on my way over to the store. Uh, are you okay? Is there something that you need? And of course he said, yeah, toilet paper. Um, <laughs> on the way back, I, I stopped to let him know that not only could I not find toilet paper, I couldn't even get him Kleenex. So uh, it, it's it's people helping people uh, and 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 reaching out to your communities. Then once we did that, uh, almost every evening, Lauren and I sit on the couch and we're texting to relatives, friends all over the country. We we even went on. Uh, uh, on Zoom yesterday with some cousins of Lauren in London. And because we were curious, not only how were they doing, but how is their community dealing with this situation also? And it and 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 we people are reaching out to other people that they may not have connected with in a while. You're reaching out to your your neighbors and your friends. And we're doing, you know, not not to bring this into church, but we're doing what we have always been taught to do, and that is to do unto others as we would have others do unto to you. You Amen. know, help each other. My, my hope and goal is that once this passes, we won't put all of that back in the box and put it up on the shelf, that we will continue right. to realize what we've done during this challenging time and pay that forward, carry that forward. And I totally I agree with that as well. And I hope that's the case. I hope that just because we're going through some detrimental time in our lives, that uh, this change is a positive uh, perspective on where our future is going to go. I, I do believe it's going to be, you know, hard for a year. Um, it may be next summer before everybody gets back on their feet or finds uh, the new way of living. However you want to phrase that, it, it's going to be hard times coming up this spring, this summer and this fall. Um, for some people, not for everybody, 
Um, and I think other people's will pick themselves up financially a lot faster. But if you take the financial part out of this whole thing, let's just be a human for a second, right? Whether you have money or don't have money, let's make that irrelevant. If you take that away, we're all the same. We're all at home. We're all having to eat. We're all having to eat. We're all having to work together. We're all having to learn new things because, you know, if you take some of the funny aspects, some of the memes that are out there, it's like, you know, hey, I got this good looking woman sitting over here on the other end of my couch and who knew she liked the color yellow, you know, <laughs> so you're, you find out new things about your, your spouses and your family. And some of those things are going to be great. I, I've heard from good friends that said that um, this trying time is probably the best time they've had in their family. He has one picked up the opportunity to learn about his kids, something that he couldn't learn while he was working 24 seven Two, he's learned that his kids ask a lot of questions. He's the dad and he can answer those questions. Three, he's learning that the kids teach him something new every day because he took a moment to stop, smell the roses, so to speak, and said, Hey, this is my family. This is my, this is the loves of my life. Uh, whether it's my wife or two kids, five kids, I can adapt and I can make the best of what it is right here. But everything I do is because of them. And if I sit around, guess what they're going to do? They're going to sit around. But if I'm active, they're going to be active. So I commend a lot of these fathers and mothers out there because if you think about how hard they talked about education and what's been, what's the been number one thing that parents are having to do right now, educate their kids. That's and, right. Because yeah. the kids are learning online. And uh, yes. my son said that, that uh, all of a sudden he's going back to school too. Yeah, He's got to decipher what these pro these, these, you know, lessons are that the teachers are sending to my grandson's 10 years old. My, my <laughs> put his hair out saying, Mike, I, I don't remember any of this stuff. And it, it wasn't that hard again, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny because, you know, in a, in a funny light, I've seen some of these memes go around and some of these math equations, you know, it's like three chickens equals 10 and, and you got to figure out that the next one equals something. And, and the next right, one right. If you don't pay attention and you'll just kind of like all of a sudden you'll go, OK, that was 30. This is 13. OK, this one must be seven. Cause you're just automatically saying, okay, that's what it is. Then you start looking at the stuff and you start looking at going, okay, well this, 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 this. I, when I first started on a, a couple of my friends doing those memes, I started to realize you really had to look at the feet. You had to look at their hands. You had to look at different things because things were pulled away. Cause, and then I forgot, oh my God, that one of the first things you learn when you get into multiplication, it's all, you always multiply before your addition. And I always was, I was adding plus this, then times that. And the number was coming out totally different. And I was like, what the heck are you coming up with this 25? And I'm coming up with 96. There's no way. You know, so I'm learning, you know, and I'm learning to vision. So a lot of these things are visual. But um, but I think at the end of the day, families are going to take away a huge, huge learning curve. Musicians are going to take around an opportunity that they have uh, a way to expose their clients, their musicians because they're having to work together. Um, 
you know, entrepreneurs are learning to adapt their business because their business can't survive if nobody's coming and nobody's working and nobody's paying. And so they have to adapt another way or the unfortunate is that they have to shut down for a time until that does that's get right. better. Um, and that's, that's not going to be just small business. That's going to be big business as well. I think there's going to be a lot of corporations that are letting people off, but they have no choice in order to keep the lights on the name of the business. They've got to adapt and condense down to what's affordable and where they can go from there. And it's just going to take time. That's all there is to it at the end of the day. Right. Go ahead, Lyndon. You know, one of the things, Mark, um, through these times, we're being forced to learn new skills and develop new talents. Right. And if we bring that out of this, once we're once the, the worst part has passed, we really all are going to be better for what we've gone through in, in some ways. Um, if we use this time constructively, um, you know, one of the things this is crazy. I asked you, Mark, about this. Um, this show today and if we could have a virtual background um, because I basically now am doing everything from home and taking the people that were on the show and, and, and doing things like this. So I've been studying. I've been studying radio. I've been studying how to interview better. Um, so hopefully when I come out of this, I'm going to be better at what I was doing before I went into it. Um, I know I've learned a lot. Um, I've also realized how much I don't know by trying to learn a lot. You know, fortunately, we have Google and we have YouTube now. Um, we talked about 30 years ago. We didn't have all of that um, to really take advantage of a isolated time to improve ourselves. So, you know, I, I hate that all this has happened, but all we can do is try to make ourselves better through this and then use what we've learned when we come out of this to, to grow and, and develop even more. Amen. You know, Lyndon, to, to, just to follow up on what Lyndon just said, is right now, while we are all learning how to adapt with the situation that we're living in right now, now is a prime time to start thinking about how you're going to adapt to the recovery process. Right. When we're, we're finished with this, are we just going to wait for that to happen and then react to it? Or are we going to start to make the plan now? You know, in other words, not run up as soon as they say, okay, everything's clear. You can go back to work and uh, that everything's going to be the way it was before it happened. It won't be. You're going to have to plan a plan of attack for getting back into to the mainstream. And, and uh, that now is a good time to start thinking about that and starting to make some of those, those adjustments and plans. Yeah, Absolutely. So I had one of our colleagues, he uh, commented he uh, about our math equation we were talking about. And he said, <laughs> multiplication, division, addition, and subtraction. That's the, that's, it's called M, M-I-D-A-S, Midas. That's how you uh, do your, or your, uh, your math tables. That's something that we did 35, 40 years ago or longer. So how do we remember these things? Well, we have grandkids, we have friends, we have memes on Facebook and LinkedIn and all our <laughs> other social medias to keep us entertained. Um, I appreciate you guys spending the time today. Um, I, I really appreciate the, the opportunity for you guys to spend a few moments to let our listeners know what's going on, where are we at, what are we doing? Um, you know, I, I haven't said much about what I'm doing um, as a business owner, I've got a lot of opportunities that I've got to make changes. Um, this thing is not clearing up as fast as we all thought it was going to be. 
and it may not clear up until the end of May. And that really hurts for an entrepreneur. It hurts for business because um, how are you going to get people together? You know, people are going to be very scared. It's going to be very interesting to see what people are going to do three months, six months from now. Are we still going to do, you know, virtual fist bumps? Or are we going to do elbow bumps? Or, you know, are we going to just, you know, wave the high five? You know, are we going to still stand six feet from each other? You know, what's it going to be like? And are you going to still connect with people? Are you are you going to continue doing virtual? I've heard so many people saying, you know what? I'm just going to shut my company and move it straight to virtual. And I'm never going to do anything else ever again. There's some, there's some 80s movies out there where this concept that's happening right now was in a movie where there was a pandemic, there was an epic thing that happened and everybody got sequestered inside. And the next thing you know, everybody, nobody went outside. And so everybody would stay inside, get locked in on a computer. And then all of a sudden one day, somebody woke up from the computer and was like, wait a minute, there's sun outside. And, you know, realized <laughs> it's been 15 or 20 years. And, um, but um, that's not going to be us. I think what's going to really happen is people are going to get back into some normalcy, but I'm hoping that that normalcy doesn't change so drastic that we don't forget what we're doing right now. And the reason we're kind of in this is to take this to a positive vibe. It's negative. It stinks. It really does guys. But everything we're going through can be a positive. It can be a difference in, in your life and the yes, future can be a difference in your future. It could be a difference in your family. It could be a difference to everybody you meet. You have the opportunity to make difference, make a change and show a positive vibe as much as all this is negative. So Amen. Sure, I'm gonna start with you, give us, um, we're going to, we're going to kind of get off the air for a few minutes. My whole idea was to start about 30 to 45 minutes of change is good. Let's talk about some positive things going on for us and, uh, and really connecting, uh, the two of you guys, Stuart, if you had a few moments to tell somebody, um, how to be more positive, how to be better, um, how to take the advantage of this, this, um, detrimental thing that we're going through, what would you do to tell them if you had to speak to somebody, to tell them what would you do to uplift them? Well, my, my father was my mentor and he always said, even if there are negative things that you have to say, say them in a positive way. And I think we're living that right now. We are in a, a negative situation, but we have to find what positivity we can add to this in order to make us better people, because we all are going to get, get through this. And we either are going to get, get through it uh, uh, positively or negatively. And I just hope for, for the sake of everyone, uh, you know, I, us I usually ended, uh, ended my show by saying uh, a Walt Whitman quote, be yourself because everyone else is taken. And, and that's true. You, you need to be yourself and then share that with other people. Talk to your, your spouse, your significant other. Share time with your friends. Take this as a positive time to reconnect with your family and friends and neighbors and community. Because when we get through this, you want to be able to stay connected to your family and friends and community. And like I said earlier, not just say, oh, okay, now I don't have to call everybody anymore. I don't have to find out who's who's doing what. And Again, I keep looking at that, that sign over Lyndon's shoulder, and it says adapt. Adapt to what we have to adapt to today, and then adapt to it when tomorrow arrives. Amen to that. 
Amen. Thank you so much, Stuart. So, Lyndon, let's ask you a question. You, uh, okay. You're an entrepreneur and you're in the business mind and you've got a lot of people watching you, a lot of people looking at you going, hey, what's Lyndon doing? What's he connecting with? Where is he at? Uh, you're, they're asking you all kinds of things. If you are going to speak to the entrepreneur community and to the community of your business, what would be the uplifting uh, difference that you could make right now? Number one is I, I would say don't underestimate the American spirit and the ingenuity that we have as, as citizens. There has never been a time in the history of our nation that we didn't overcome whatever was in front of us and come out better on the other side. And we're being faced with a challenge like that right now. Whether it's being more self-aware of who you are, as Stuart said, anticipating what's going to happen once this is all settled and the dust is settled and how we're going to respond to that. This is a time for us to all be self-reflective, look at our past, look at what we were doing that was good, look at what we were doing that was not good and need to be improved on and be working on that right now because with technology, a lot of businesses are not shut down. Um, there are opportunities always for entrepreneurs to find a better way and a, a more efficient way and effective way to do what they need to do. And it's through the times where we're forced to, to make changes and, and to, to work on our self-development that we really see the biggest improvement in, in our businesses and in our lives. Oh, well, that was that awesome. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. Guys, it's it's you've taken the time out today and you're watching this show and I appreciate everyone has commented and, and and our viewership. I've watched the numbers go up and down and I appreciate you spending a few moments with us to learn about two people that are awesome. Stuart Sachs over here on my left, Lyndon Wilson over here on my right. If I'm going to give you any Thank last you. comments today, I would say this. Life is hard. Life is easy. Life is difficult. Life is everything you want it to be. If you continue moving your two steps forward, never looking two steps back, never looking that you made the wrong turn right or wrong turn left. Everything you do needs to be moving forward. And if you're going to stop, it's okay. Get up and keep moving forward. Just don't ever look back. I always have one thing that I always like to say, but as a human, you can't always live by it. And that's live life. Don't let life live you. You can let the life live you and it's okay for a moment. You're human, but take up a deep breath, pick yourself up, keep walking forward. You can be the change. You can be the difference in everybody's life. Be the positive because if you're the negative, no one's going to pay attention to you. They're only going to pay attention to the positives. Be that person. Show the positive change in people's lives because that's who you are as a human. It's who we really want to be. We really want to be the good person. Take this time to do exactly what these two leaders down below exposed to you today. Take the opportunity to train, to learn, to educate, to, to relish the time that you have. You have no choice. You have to be at home. You have to be locked up for a while. But take the advantage of being better for you and for all those around you. And I pray and I hope that moving forward, you will take this step and everybody will turn out to be a better world. Thank you so much for watching A Change in Life. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks, Lyndon. Appreciate it. Thank guys. you. Thanks for having us.